0: Hands down, the biggest secret weapon in sales for you against yourself and you against everybody else is confidence. And there's ways that you can build it. There's ways that you can keep it. And there's ways that you can lose it. So, how are you going to get your confidence and how are you going to keep it? Every single message you deliver is really a sales call. Either you are selling or being sold. Salespeople love to brag about their skills. Aloha from Sacramento, California. Today, today's a fantastic day. Coming to you from the How to Sell Show Studios on episode number 181. Confidence in sales, the seven steps to confidence. And, you know, when it comes down to it, this is the great equalizer in sales. But I got to give you a fair warning. There's a path. It's not automatic. It takes time, energy, and effort. There is no shortcut. There is no fast paths, fast pass, fast path. There, there is no secret sauce, so sort to of speak, that'll instantly give you the lift or the boost. If you're looking for that, I'm sorry. It's going to it's gonna be some effort on your part. And anybody that tells you otherwise, they're selling you some snake oil. And, you know, I, I look around in the world of sales and the world of business, and there are some amazing, fantastic, inspirational people out there. And then there's some people who they just want to take your money. But today we're not going to focus on the scoundrels, the scallywags, or the people that are not very nice. What we are going to talk about today is confidence and how it helps you, how it affects you, and how it just gives you that extra boost. And there's times in your life that you look around and you see people walking and you know, and you know instantly this person's confident. You, you know what that feels like. There's an energy about it. Uh, I love people watching. I love people watching. I, 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 I will go to the mall when, uh, when available. I will go at airports. I will, I will go to bars just to watch people. And, you know, somebody walks in the room and I'm not talking arrogance. I'm talking like, boom, confidence, you know, you know, and it is a secret weapon in the world of sales because your buyer knows your competition knows there's a feel. There is a feel to confidence. On the other hand, there's a feel of not having confidence too. There is a different energy. There's a different tone of voice. There is a difference. You know it. I know it. Everybody knows it. But like you may not recognize and go, hey, that person is super confident. You, you may like just recognize like there's good energy with them. Just like you can recognize that there's bad energy with people. There's people when they walk into the room, they're like there should be music playing like that they're a villain from a spy movie. Like you know like something's up. So as you look through your day, just like figure out those traits. What does it take for somebody to be confident? What are, what are you doing to be at your best? When you're at the best, how do you act? How do you feel? How do you talk? How do you breathe? How do you enunciate your words? How do you recover from a mistake? These are These are all really good questions. And what you need to know is like at the end of the day, uh, confidence can sh- be shaken and that's normal for everybody. I've had times in my life where my confidence has been shaken. I've had times in my life where my confidence has been blown out of the water, just gone. You know, I I would be wrong to give you an episode of the How to Sell show without admitting, hey, look, I've had issues in my life, bad breakups, bad business decisions, you name it, I've had it. I'm human. You're human. There's going to be a time in your life where it just seems like no matter what you do, nothing goes right. There's going to be a time in your life where everything goes right, but... You know, at the end of the day, it's the journey. I, I I tend to listen to motivational content every chance that I get, you know, depending upon what's going on in your life. I mean, there's periods of your life where everything's negative. There's periods of your life where it just seems like the the sky is constantly dark and raining on top of you, just like there's times in your life where there's always a wind. But I, I believe you have ultimate influence over that. I believe that you have the capability to choose a lot of times. Sometimes stuff happens to us. that's like not our fault. And it messes with our confidence. And so depending upon how big the issue is or how big the event is, could be the time of recovery. Just like in sports, you know, you get injured. Some injuries take longer than others. And, like, some injuries are, injuries are compounded. Like, sometimes your confidence is compounded. Uh, the loss of confidence is compounded, I should say. I could think of 2007, 2008, bad breakup, lost everything. Uh, really shook my confidence. Really shook my confidence. I I would say that that like if I had to make a list and draw a diagram, two thousand seven and eight, two thousand 2007 and two thousand eight were the bottom of the bucket for me. You know, uh, worse than my, losing my father, worse than a lot of things that have happened. Uh, just because like you know these things happen through life experience. There's things that you and I experience in life, and they compound over time, just like these issues. So I am going to give you a list you know, as I line out these show notes and I'm looking at my laptop here, I'm thinking like all the things that happen, uh, that go down, that cause problems, but there, you typically can find more wins than losses. And there's a really cool book by, uh, Dan Sullivan and, he wrote, it's, it's about the gap. It's how you look at where you've been. And it's not from the comparison of where, where other people are. So like, I, I look at some of the other people in my life that I look up to and I'm like, Oh, there's so much further than me. And so like the whole premise of the book is, is about the gap with Dan Sullivan from strategic Coach is, you know, you're on your own path. It's you against you. So you're on your own path. Yes. You can look and see what other people are doing, but what was the gain that you made? You know, I've had a lot of gains this year. And sometimes when I struggle, it's like, hey, what were my gains? What have I done? What were my wins? And, you know, my wins may not compare to your wins and your wins may not compare to my wins because that's my win, not yours. And so it's like sometimes we get caught up in other people's wins and we're not in their shoes. I, I have met and been around a lot of people that act like they're successful and, you know, on social media, they look like they're way crazy successful, but in the background, they're not. You know, they're behind on car payments. They can barely pay for the house. There are entire neighborhoods. Like when I was doing in-home sales, there was neighborhoods that I would go to. Super nice houses. You know, it, and there's a disparity of house pricing. So like in California right now, a standard house here in Sacramento is like 500000 So depending upon where you are in the United States, I mean, there's still places you can pick up houses for 200000 okay? But like a standard house is 500000 So like when I say... Uh, a million dollar home like that doesn't give enough explanation okay so like there's three and four million dollar homes that i've been in that when you look at them from the street the lawns are perfect the house is amazing all you could see into the front windows and they've got furniture but you get in the house and the back bedrooms have nothing the upstairs bedrooms have nothing and the backyard isn't done it's all a show it's all show no go so I made a list. <laughs> Get back to to the shake and confidence you can have. You know, you it can come from getting told no, no sales. You know, you you if you're in sales long enough, you kind of like, hey, I'm going to have a slump. I'm going to be okay with it. Weird stuff happens in life. When you're brand new, you're like, no sales. I don't have any money coming in. There's no money coming into the bank. Nothing. Ah, ah and the sky is falling and, and I can't deal with it. It's like no sales for some people really stress them out. Well, for some people, they're just like, man, it's part of the game been long enough. I'll find more, more sales. It'll happen. Sales slumps. Sales slumps can shake your confidence. Like extended sales pump slumps for, uh, for veteran salespeople and like short sales slumps for new people. It's, it's how you get used to it. Breakups. And we're talking like business partners. We're talking relationships. We're talking divorces. We're talking things that happen in life. It, it, it could be a death, you know, it, I I had a really good relationship with my father. We talked every single day for the most part for the better part of 10 years. I mean, I could think of very few ca- occasions where I didn't talk to my dad. And it was it was a shakeup for me. I mean, I I had my struggles. I had my problems that came along with it. Personal image issues. This could be how you feel about yourself. You know, when you look in the mirror and you're naked, like how do you feel about yourself? When you're dressed up and you look at yourself, how do you feel? When you're in your, your uniform, whatever that may be, like a uniform could be a suit and tie. A uniform could be flip-flops and some board shorts and a t-shirt. You pick whatever your uniform is. How do you feel about you and your uniform? You know, the personal image issues are real. You know, I ride with salespeople sometimes, and they're like, you know what? I can't close because the way that people look at my mouth, I've got bad teeth. I've literally had people tell me that. I've had people tell me I can't close because I've got a big nose. I've had people tell me I'm going bald. I mean, like everything that you would imagine is not possible to think of why somebody doesn't doesn't think that they can close. I hear, uh, you know, people tend to open up to me. And I'm not saying this is every single salesperson, but like these are things that I've heard. I've heard people say I'm overweight. I don't look good enough. i too tall. I'm too skinny. I mean, we all have our, our image issues and sometimes we multiply them. Not hitting personal goals. You know, this, this is something for me, and I'll tell you, I struggle with this occasionally because I look at my goals daily and, uh, you know, I go through the feelings and the emotions of achieving those goals. And sometimes when I don't hit those goals combined with the next thing on the list is you feel stagnant and it happens. I mean, this is why it's important to have a good network of people around you that, uh, that encourage you, that tell you you're going to be okay. That you know talk you through your struggles that you have going on. You could lose something, and losing something's a little bit different than for everybody. So it would be something significant, something significant. You know, I've seen people go into sell slumps because they lost a piece of jewelry. I've seen salespeople go into sell slumps because they lost money in the stock market. I've seen people go into sell slump slumps because they they lost a prized car to a car accident. Losing something, especially if it has sentimental value to you, uh, can, can cause you to have an issue. We talked about image, and I have on this list being overweight. And then last on this list, and this doesn't round out the whole list, I just gave you the majority of what I've seen, is missing a deadline. A deadline. We Like a deadline for something. It, it doesn't have to be business-related. It doesn't have to be a goal. It could just be like an arbitrary thing. Uh, a deadline could have been for like, I wanted to go on a vacation for this this time period. A deadline could be, you know, uh, I, I wanted to have this much money in the bank as savings or I wanted to make this much money. You just think of any type of deadline, it fits the bill. So let's talk about why confidence matters on this buildup. I'm to the point where I can say, hey, yes, we're about... Eleven or twelve minutes in, and now we're going to talk about the list. But I wanted to give you the insights up front. You know, I I get to work with salespeople. I get to talk to them. I get to interact with them. I get to hear what's really going on because this is this is what I look for. You know, I think of when I was at the worst and there was nobody to help me, and I all I all I could do was buy books, buy books on CD, and pay for my own training. Those are the only things. There was no YouTube. There was no podcast. I bring this up a lot on the How to Sell show because. You, you have it a whole lot easier. There's, there's a million sources of information for you at your fingertips. 20 years ago, it wasn't like that. So a confident salesperson with a bad mes- message can still close a deal, but somebody who's got a good sales message and no confidence is going to have a tough time closing the deal. And it's not an absolute. So if you're like Scott on a Wednesday on a full moon, that's not true. Like this is a generalization. It 100% is a generalization. But there is a path. There is a path to confidence. And so I'm going to give you the seven steps. Pay attention, there might be a bonus. There is a step. So the first thing is your choice. It's your choice. It's up to you. It's up to you if you want to be confident or not. It's all about what you tell yourself. It's all about what you talk to yourself. So uh, when I wake up in the morning, the first thing I do is I put on YouTube and I look up motivational speeches. And I just, I flip through just a ton of them. And if something doesn't feel right to me or ring true to me in the morning, I just find a new one. So, if like the first twenty minutes of the day, while I am in the shower, while I am brushing my teeth, I've got motivational content. It's the first thing. It's the first thing. No news, no negative stuff. It's all motivation. It's like the, the like a drink a drink twelve ounces of water and motivation. That's that's the go to first step. Next, you got to get clear on what you want. You know, I listen to a lot of Tony Robbins, and if you listen to enough of him, one of the things that he says the most is get very clear on what you want. Get very clear on what you want. What is it that you want? What is it you want from life? Doesn't mean that that's going to happen today. It just means that you have a path. You have a goal. You have you you're looking towards the future. Now, I've I've walked on hot coals and I walked 50 feet. So I did a fire walk and I had the com- I have really, a really cool conversation with the guy afterwards that put it on. And he was like, Scott, you know, walking on hot coals is a metaphor because the second that you look down, you you get your feet burned. You got to look to the towards the horizon. If you ever listen to my podcast and you're like, I I mentioned, you got to look towards the horizon. This is where it comes from. You know, it was this conversation. You got, you got to look towards the horizon. You got to, you got to look out towards the edge, towards the future. Number three, you got to make a commitment. You got to commit. I'm in, I'm in. Like when I'm at my worst and when I'm struggling, um, like I start looking for reasons to not commit. Last week, truth be told, rough week for me. It was. And like I started looking for reasons to not commit to the things that I wanted to do. It felt good for a minute to sit down and feel bad about myself. Right. I I admit I go through those phases, too. I do. I make mistakes. There's times I don't close deals that I should have. There's just I want to let you know I'm a real human being. I don't ever want somebody to say like, hey, you know, you think you're greater than everybody else. Nope. I'm just a guy behind a microphone today sharing with you what it takes to stay confident and be confident. Number four, capability. Capability. This comes from repetition. The secret of sales is repetition. And everybody's like, no, discounting. No, the secret to sales is how much you practice, how much you role play, how much you believe in your own excellence, how much you're willing to take coaching, coaching and Capability comes from that. It's repeated effort over time. Excellence is the the act of repeated effort. Uh, I'll get the attribution in, in the in the show notes for who that's from. But I think about that a lot. Number five, consistency. Consistency. It's the repetition and how you do it over and over again. I look at Peter Deming and you know, he would go into factories in Japan. It was really weird, you know, when in the sixties he, he, wanted, he went around to like all the companies, in the United States, and said, I can make your companies more profitable. You know, we could use better standards. And they're like, hey, you crazy wacko, get out of town. So he did. He went to Japan. So Peter Denning, Deming went to Japan and said, I can, I can make your products better. Um, you just have to believe in my process. And what he did was he would look at 10 workers and find the worker who did their job the best. And then he would say, I'm going to train all of you to do the same thing. And he went to every department, every department, and said, I'm going to look for the guy who's doing it the best, or the girl who's doing it the best, and then we're going to duplicate that. So it wasn't just one. It wasn't just, it was like every segment of the company was tightening up their reins on what they were doing in different locations and different places. So they were getting better at what they did. That comes from consistency. Number six, certainty. When you're certain, people around you know it. That's, I mean, you hear it in people's voice. I'm certain I'm like, there's a difference between I'm certain and I'm certain people are like, yep, certain you, you got it. You know, the consistency gives you that certainty and then you hit confidence. Okay. It goes, it goes this, your choice, you're clear on what you want, your commitment, your capabilities, your consistency, and then certainty. Boom. Now it's confidence. Okay. And then I got a bonus for you. Like, couldn't do a how to sell show episode without doing a bonus. There's compounding. This is your force multiplier. There is or has been or you are currently on a roll closing deals, making things happen. And it's easier to close one deal and then get another one sold. And then once you've sold two, it's easier to close three. And once you have three, it's easier to close four. Like this is why. If you're on a streak of closing, the first thing you do is follow up. The first thing you do, like, because people feel it, they hear it, they know it, call people, email them, send them a video, whatever way you follow up, whatever you do, get somebody on the line. The second that I close a deal, I'm like, I am at the top of the world. The the second greatest feeling in the world is closing a deal. You pick the first. You just have to know that there's a path, okay? And I outline what I see. So, the challenge for you is you're like, Scott, nope, I don't like your order. I don't like the way that you did it. Fine, fine, I get it. We're not always going to get along. And that's okay. That's all right. If you disagree, make your own list. I'll give it to you again. Choice, clarity, commitment, capability, consistency, certainty, confidence, compounding. All right. If you're like, Scott, I would move one or two of those around. Fine, fine. But like, make your list, make your recipe. What, <laughs> you know, they're, the, in, growing up as a kid, they had a, uh, they had the tombstone commercials. What would you put on your tombstone? You know, that was like, I don't know, mid-90s. So what would you put on your list? What did I miss? You know, if you want to be super critical, that's cool, no big deal. What did I miss? What would you put on here? How would you modify it? You know, it helps you with your own clarity if you can say, this is the path for me to find success. This is the path for me to make my deals happen. This is the path for me to find excellence. I I, I could tell you all day long, like here's my recipe but if you don't buy it and you don't like it then chances are good you're not going to listen to it and you're not going to pay attention to it i know that you know that that's like that's like third grade information right there so make out your list i'll give it to i'll give you mine again choices clarity commitment capability consistency certainty confidence and then compounding and you know, the word compounding is really interesting. Like when you look at interest and how it compounds, it's, it's mathematically, it's crazy. And if you got a lot of things going right in your life, everything compounds. If You got things going wrong in your life. It's easy to make everything compound as well. So what I did was I gave you, I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you a list of 10 different things to help you keep your confidence, to help you keep it. So like, Something happens in your life, something weird, something wild, something strange, you lose your confidence and you're like, I got to get back on top. I want that feeling again. I want that certainty. I want that compounding interest of, of uh, capability. So to remind you, it's you against you first in sales. It's you against everybody else second. So when people talk smack to me, like, mm, you know what? I remind myself, it's me against me. They're messing with my confidence. They're trying to mess with my confidence. They ain't got it today. You didn't bring it. You don't have it today. You know, I watch I watch the movie Rounders. I rounders a lot because like, you know, some of that has to do with deal making and some of it has to do with human natural instinct. And there's a there's a point when Damon character Damon Matt Damon, Matt Damon's character is playing poker against the world champion. And he says, Hey, did you have the card? And he says, Not today. Not today. You, you don't get it. I'm not going to show you what I had. Because he beat him. And he knew he had the confidence to beat the guy. He knew he had the confidence to beat the world the world champion. So it's you against you first in sales. It's you against everybody else. You get to make this decision. That's why it's number one on the list. Number two, there are haters. There's people who drink hater aid, that wake up in the morning and ask for the Blue Hate Special, drive Lincoln Navi haters, whatever way you want to talk about them. There's just some people that no matter what you do, They can't be happy for you. No matter what they do, they're going to tear you down. I have people like that in my life. I do everything I can to limit contact with them. I do everything I can to not take their phone call. I do everything I can to limit the interaction. Because to me, I look at it like a diet. I don't want that diet. I don't want that diet of bad information. Because number three, what you intake matters. Food, water, ideas, books, so, you know, what's your routine? What do you have down? Like, I, I, I tend to look for people who are way more successful than me, way more. And I'm like, what do they do? And to me, the common thread is their daily routines. How do they systematize everything? I hear people talk from the stage and they're just like, all about the system. Like these people have hundreds of millions of dollars or billions with a B. And it's all about the system to them. What's the system? What's the programming that you're using? And so like when you listen to successful people who've come from prison, they'll, they'll use the word programming. It's my programming because it's the common word that they use. So food, water, ideas, books, podcasts, movies. These are all the things that you're intaking. These are all the things that you're bringing in. What are you putting on your intake? You know, uh, I, I do everything I can to get away from negative situations. I do everything I can to get away from people who are complaining. Now, someone who's got a legitimate issue, that's a completely different story. But you know somebody when the phone rings, you're like, Grr! they're going to complain and I just don't want to listen to it because there's no solutions. If someone's like, hey, I'm, I'm struggling right now and I'm thinking about doing X, Y, or Z, is that the right thing for me to do? That's completely different than the sky's falling. There's a cloud following me. There's a problem everywhere. And now my dog doesn't like me. like It's a seven-headed octopus. The person who's complaining about everything... If you're offering them solutions, they're like, yeah, thanks for that answer, but there, here's the other thing, and thanks for that answer, and here's the other thing. That I look at those as like a Gordian knot. You, the only way to cut through it is to get off the phone, to not talk to them, and then to find something positive. Go back to whatever you intake. Number four on the list, exercise. I find, for me, and this is me personally, so once again, not preaching, this is my list. You can change it, modify it, subtract, add Exercise is one of those things that I always feel better afterwards. I don't always want to go to the gym. I don't always want to get out of bed. I don't always want to get up. But you know what? I go, hey, if it's going to take the repeated act of excellence to do the same thing over and over again, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go get on the treadmill. I don't want to get on the treadmill. And then once I'm on there, I'm like, i got to beat my record. (laughs) it's like the weirdest thing. It's like game on. The second that I set foot in the gym, game on. Like I can fight the whole way to the door. I'm telling myself, I don't want to be here today. Don't want to go. Don't want to get out of bed. And then I get there and I'm like, it's game on. And it helps me out through the rest of the day. Read. Read. You know, um, there's a guy that wrote the book, Hal. Hal Elrod. (laughs) It's funny how I remember his name is he had a show called Yo Pow Hal. Yo Pal how his mom named it. I saw him speak one time. But like, you know, he's got this whole thing of like six things that you do every day for 10 minutes in the morning. And one of them's read. And I love books. Love books. I, I got I got books that come to my house. My postal carriers get so mad at me. They're like, why do you order so many books? It's because, you know, I, I just have this belief that you, I, I'm going to surround myself with the things that are going to help me be in, influenced and influential. So let's do it with books. Biographies you know, books on sales, books on business, books on marketing, how-to books. Like I got how to ask good questions, how to tell good stories. You name it. If it has to do with persuasion, decision-making, body language, marketing, sales, personal development, I probably have it. Probably have it. So motivational content. Number six, what are you doing to motivate yourself? I gave you an idea in the morning. I, I pull up a video. And sometimes like that, the voice just doesn't ring true to me. The confidence just isn't there and I don't feel it. So I'm like, "Mm, I'm out. I'm going to go find something that just makes me confident and gives it to me. Encourage others. Number seven, I'm going to tell you that there's power in this. You know, it's funny. Like uh, I'm in a lot of Facebook groups and some of them, if they're super negative, I just, I don't go back. I mean, I might pop in, but if I see a bunch of negative stuff, I'm like, I'm out. This isn't. This doesn't help my mission. This doesn't help me accomplish what I'm doing. And I, I do what I can to limit myself on Facebook to a few minutes a day, on Instagram to a few minutes a day, unless I'm looking at an ad that I'm running. And or I'm doing some research on like content that I want to write or record or or you know make a video about. But it's it's interesting to me like how many people want to just celebrate a win and hold up a trophy. Someone's like, I closed a deal today. And sometimes it's your act of saying, good job. It's the one thing that keeps them going. And it costs you nothing except for time. So, you know, I'm in groups and somebody will post something, sold a deal today. You know what? First thing, freaking good job. Great job. Pat on the back. You got this. Amazing. Fantastic. And I do that because at some point I'm going to be the guy holding a trophy or want to hold a trophy and I'm struggling and somebody's going to come back in slide in at home base and be like Psh, you got this keep going and it's like the law of reciprocity that you encourage people people encourage you it costs you nothing you cost you nothing but you never know how it's going to help that person and some people you know what they need it for their ego it's not my decision i don't care i don't care what their what their intended outcome is i got to tell you at the end of the day i'm doing it for me to remind myself to encourage people, I just one of like I promise you on my board next to my bed, I've got like maxims that I live by, and one of them is always encourage others. Always encourage others. It doesn't cost you anything. It's not going to hurt your feelings. Just tell people, good job. Like, like you, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you in on a super secret. Okay, I have a saying, and I use it <laughs> everywhere that I go, and it works on about ninety percent of women and about thirty percent of men. So this is not a universal formula it can't be used everywhere. But I I tell people, you're my favorite person of the day. (laughs) You are my favorite person of the day. And you're like, Scott, that is the most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard. Yes. Yes, it is. You are my favorite person of the day has gotten me upgrades on flights to first class. You are my favorite person of the day has gotten me upgrades on rental cars. You are my favorite person of the day has gotten me meals comped. You are my first favorite person of the day has gotten me into places that like, you're like, it just doesn't make sense. And I do it because like, sometimes people are struggling and you know, the, the one thing that we're all looking for to keep that confidence, to keep things moving forward is the pat on the back. Good job. Keep going. You got this. I was down in LA two weeks ago and I was, I met with uh, people that I broadcast with. I, I met with my, my team and we went to breakfast so it's me and two other people. And the server, it was, it was first thing in the morning. She didn't seem like she was having that good of a day. And I was like, you know what? It's up to me to make this this woman's day 100% better, 100% better. And so she was from a different country. And we struck it up, and we were having a conversation. And I said, you know, you probably can speak in your native language. And she said, yes. And I said, chances are pretty good that when you curse, it probably sounds amazing. And she goes, I never thought of it that way. So I said, what's the most vile thing that you could say in the planet? And I would never know what it means. And so she said something. And then I asked her what it said. But I can't can't tell you what it is to keep my G rating here on my podcast. And she just started laughing. She was like, you know, nobody's ever asked me that. And so I told her, I said, you know what? I just want to let you know, officially, officially, you're my favorite person of the day. And then so she came back at the end and she was like, you know, this is the type of table that I I want and I dream of, you know, I don't want the crazy Karens because we were in Palos Verdes. We were, we were in a very expensive part of, of LA. And so she was like, you are the table that I dream of. Thank you. Come back anytime, you know? And then there was another guy and he was French and I I started joking with him and I said, "You, you know, whatever you say, which is the most vile thing in the world probably sounds amazing. And so I said, say something that like, I would never know what it is in French. And so he said something. I'm sure it was pretty vile. And he started laughing. And he was like, you know, this is, this is amazing. Now, I told him, you're my favorite person of the day. It had no effect on him. He didn't care. <laughs> he didn't care. So do what you can to encourage others. Number eight, stay away from negative people. Oh, my goodness. Negative people are just on this planet to tear you down sometimes. And uh, you listen to enough of my episodes, you're going to hear me say, stay away from negative people. Stay away from negative people. Stay away from me. Stay away from me. Um, number nine. Make a journal and and make list of what you're thankful for. Like when I start going into a slump, I'm like, nope, mm, 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 nope, 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 nope. What am I thankful for? What am I thankful for? You know, uh, for a lot of of people who are religious, this is like the true definition of prayer. It's like you know, you pray to your deity, whoever that may be, whatever version. Not, you know, that's up to you. But it's it's about gratitude. What are you grateful for? Make your list. You know what's your routine? You want you want me to struggle for a minute? Fine. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out a piece of paper and a pen. I'm gonna make a list of things that I'm grateful for right now. You know uh, I'm on an airplane and things are going bad. I'm gonna make a list. And, and you know what? I was flying back. I went to Austin a month and a half ago, and I needed to have a project turned into my team. You know we were doing a broadcast, and I, they needed something from me. And I'm sitting on the flight line, in in Long Beach. And I could not connect. I had three phones on me and a hotspot. I could not get a cell signal. And I threw a temper tantrum. They're just, I was raging mad, threw a temper tantrum. And I was flying with my mom. We went to this business meeting. (laughs) She looks at me and she's like, what is going on with you? So just everything's going wrong. So I I had my laptop out and I just started making a list of everything that I was grateful for. And I apologized to the people around me and they started laughing because they're like, you really did throw a temper tantrum. We heard you. I'm like, I'm not a quiet dude. Everybody knew that I was having a bad day. I was that guy for a few minutes. Uh, not my most glorious part of life, but it's a good example for you. Number 10, have a awesomeness swipe file. So, you know, I have testimonials from people. I've got pictures from events that happened in my life. So um, uh, I can tell you this. It didn't up until you know, a while back, I couldn't say anything, but uh, I, I have a mentor that I've been paying attention to his content since I was 19 years old and his name's Jay Abraham. And so a year and a half ago, two years ago, I got to fly down to his office to start work on an arrangement and I wasn't meeting with him. I was meeting with somebody else, but I pulled out my video phone and I was leaving Sacramento. It was like five 30 in the morning and I videotaped, you know, the excitement that I had to go fly down there. I videotaped me saying, here's what I did. And when I landed back in Sacramento, I videotaped, you know, uh, the reaction. And if I'm having a bad day, I'll go find those videos. And that's just example of one of them. You know, I'll, I'll pull up the testimonials. I'll look at awards that I won. And my awesomeness swipe file has a ton of content in it. My awesomeness swipe file has different things and it's personal. So like, I don't show it to people. Like to me, it's like magical. So it's not like uh, hey Scott can you show me your awesome swipe file? No. <laughs> I'm not showing that. You know that's my that's my refuge. That's my place where I can be like I I don't have confidence right now. I'm going to go take a look at some pictures. I'm going to go watch some video. I'm going to read some testimonials. You know cuz that's important to me. And so like when it comes down to it, your confidence matters, your confidence. Oh my goodness, your confidence matters. And like sometimes when you're struggling, you're like, I just can't find my confidence. And that's really what it comes down to is you're like, I need to find my confidence again. I'm struggling in sales. I need to find my confidence. I need to close a deal. I need that confidence. So, you know, part of it is the people around you. Part of it is the things that you take in. Part of it is the things that you tell yourself. I was talking to Dr. Caslow last night. Dr. Caslow is one of my good friends. I, I met her, I don't know, two years ago, and it was one of like sometimes you meet people and you're like boom instant connection and uh had an instant connection with Dr. K and she's a performance coach and she works with some top-notch people so we're talking and and I said something and she paused me and she was like Scott she got after me cuz you know we're friends and we could do that she goes you need to uncouple what you just said I said whoa you're chastising me and hold on a second what's up and, and I said something along, I'm, I'm going to give you the gist, okay? And then I'm going to unpack it for you. Um, I, I was struggling momentarily with a problem in my life. And I said, I suck at tying my shoes. Once again, generic generic example. And she goes, no, 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 you need to uncouple that. And she goes, you need to, to take it and say, you used to and it was like you know because it became an affirmation we can self hypnotize ourselves and put ourselves into a trance and so she goes you need to uncouple that <laughs> you need to take that back and you need to say it again and so she goes it was something along the lines of i used to suck at tying my shoes but now i'm better at it and so you know sometimes we we do struggle i including me struggle right so to get your confidence back sometimes you have to do the things they're going to cause you to get better so I'll go through the list again. One, it's you against you and sells first. Two, no, there are haters and they carry buckets of haterade. Number three, watch what you intake. Food, water, ideas, books, podcasts, videos, movies, shows, people. Exercise, number four. Number five, read. Number six, motivational content. And whatever your version of that may be. Number seven, encourage others good job, keep going. You got this. You are going to be great at what you do. You are amazing at what you do. You are my favorite person of the day. Number eight, stay away from negative people. Number nine, make a journal of what you are thankful for. Like I did on the airplane when I was throwing a temper tantrum and a baby fit in Long Beach. And number 10, number 10, have an awesomeness swipe file. So when you take a look at it and you're like, Scott, those building blocks of confidence and the things that you told me about Uh, I want to make sure that I do those because at the end of the day, the step is right here. The steps are right here. One, make a choice that you want it. Two, get clear on what you want. Three, commit to your clarity. Number four, work on your capability. Number five, once you have your capability, go for consistency. Number six, once you have your consistency, you can have certainty. Number seven, you have confidence. And then the bonus, number eight, was when you add all those up and you keep working them like a machine, you have compounding confidence. Thanks for checking out this episode of the How to Sell Show. You can join the party at howtosell.live to get the show notes, links, updates on new episodes, recordings of previous episodes, articles, as well as videos. You may not know this sales secret, but sharing this episode with a friend will bring you good luck. See you soon. Mahalo.